Hello. Hello. Today, I have different things than Amida assholes, right? So this first one here is from Creepy Encounters, and it says, Uber driver wanted to have a threesome with two teens. Okay. Um, let me let me digest that because at first I was going to say freaky, and then you said teens. Okay. Who? Mm, all right. I I am staying in my lane with mm. am I the assholes? And the first one that I have for you is um more sad actually because mm-hmm. usually I try to get the ones that will fire you up, but this one is am I the asshole for leaving my sister in hospital while she had a stillbirth because I had to do my MCAT? Wow. I think today's is a theme going on because the other one that I have says when my father called to inform me about my mother's death, I told him to hang up and call me later because I was just about to go to bed. Oof! Ooh! Sleep above all else. Ouch! Yeah, and that was from the confession subreddit. Okay, damn. <sighs> this is... Oh, all right, all right, because that, that's a whole lot. I think I will mm. liven it up a little bit with the next one that i will have after that and mm-hmm. that one would be like am i the asshole for walking out the kitchen anytime my husband or his family try to help hmm. okay all right and you know like always i have to just end things with a petty revenge of course you know i'm learning that's like my university right there like you know and wow. he says don't want to pay me for my work let me remind you of our contract terms Okay. And that one is, is, is a good one. You know, I love the pettiness. All right. I can't wait to hear. I don't like that because it's just giving you more ideas, but okay. I'm just saying, you know, I have to refine my work. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it, right? Welcome to Jenny and Chels. I'm Jenny. And I'm Chels. And let's jump right into it, okay? All and right. I'm going to do... The first one is going to be the creepy encounters. And he says, Uber driver wanted to have threesome with two teens. This happened mm-hmm. like four or five years ago when I was like 17 year old and had a girlfriend. I'm also a girl. And I was at her house for the day. At this time, I didn't have a good relationship with my mom. So I would sleep for weeks at my best friend's house. So I realized it's like 1 a.m. and I decide to call an Uber as I live in a kind of small city. So buses stop passing by 10 p.m. approximately. I called the Uber and asked it to wait at the end of the block so he wouldn't have to make an unnecessary U-turn. When he got there, my girlfriend went with me so we can say our goodbyes. We hugged and kissed but not kind of kissed that lasts like two seconds. I waved to her as I turned to sit in the passenger seat in the car and say hello to the driver. He replied with by greeting me and starting driving. He looked okay at first, but I was really wrong. He mm. was in his early 40s. His head was shaved and had a large tattoo on his arm. He asked me if I was a student and I replied yes. Then he asked what I was studying at college and I told him that I was actually at my last year in high school. He said I looked a lot older and I just laughed awkwardly. This is when things started to go down. The conversation went something like this. Psycho. What was was that your girlfriend? The girl you kissed? Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, how long have you been together? Me. Not your business. A year and a half? Psycho. 
Whoa, that's a really long time. Are you a lesbian? Um, why? Don't be ashamed. I'm not homophobic or something. I actually really like lesbians. Oh, uh, psycho. So, are you a lesbian? How do we have sex if none of you has a bib? Oh, gosh. I really don't want to talk about that. Sex is normal. I want to know how you do it. Oh, God. Um, have you ever been with a man? Sorry, but I don't think this is appropriate to talk about this. I've always wanted to experiment a bit and have a threesome with two girls. Do you like men? Not really. It's okay. We don't have to literally have eggs. I could just stand there and myself. Uh, we're not interested in that kind of stuff. How do you know you don't like men if you have never been with one? Oh have you ever God. wondered how it's like? Friendly reminder that I was 17 at the time. My girlfriend's 16 and this creep was kind of 40. At this point, I'm freaking out. This guy was taught taking another route to take longer to arrive to my friend's house. And I remember thinking, well, this is my last moment of life. This guy is taking me somewhere else. Maybe it sounds a bit extreme, but where I live is not uncommon that this kind of stuff happens. I'm an atheist, but a fucking miracle happened and my friend called me. I put him on speaker and he asked how much more I'm going to take because he was worried. So I replied that the Uber driver is taking another route, but I'll be there soon and ask him to wait for me in the front at the front door. The creep panicked and took me to my friend's place. I opened the door and ran out as fast as I could to hug my friend. The moment I walked into the house, I just fell to the ground and cried my soul out. I oh, genuinely thought I would die that day. Poor girl. This is insane. This is insane. This is <sighs> insane. I don't even know. Like, do I even need to say anything? This is crazy. Yeah. You know what? There's something that terrifies me, and it's the thought that as a society or um, being civilized is and just a fucking decent human being is something that's hanging by a fine thread. Because in some states, they're currently fighting to lower the age of consent. And because uh, 17, you're still a child. She told you she's still in high school. You're in your late 40s. That could be your daughter. Like she could be, she's young mm -hmm. enough to be your daughter and you're hitting on her like that and you're making her so uncomfortable. And also you're like, oh, I love lesbians. And how do you have sex? Like, look it up since you love lesbians so much. And like, yeah. she's like, this, none yeah. of your business. It's so so out of pocket. So many ways. This is a child. You're literally harassing her as she's taking a ride. He sounds like, this so is... fucking desperate. Like, I hate that. And she thought, like, that. I understand her thinking she was going to die. Because you're in his car, and you and don't he's know out how here he's going to... literally insisting, and she told him so many times that yeah. she didn't want to talk about it. So many right. times did she say no. So many times did she say stop. Right. And he, he did not and care. And he kept going. He did not even care about... I wonder if he was getting off on that. This guy or, needs like, to making get her uncomfortable. He should yeah. not drive anybody. Never. Not, Imagine if she was bad. drunk. I don't even want to go there. Like, yeah. Let's just move on because that, I'm shaking. That guy this is, is crazy. Oh, and also, side note, 
we um, replaced some of the words in there. We've like centered it, like you said, eggs, because yeah. Um, yeah, for the people who aren't familiar with that, it's just to avoid saying certain words out loud. All right, so this one is, am I the asshole for leaving my sister in hospital because she had a stillbirth because I had to do my MCAT? My, my sister Mia and I are usually close, but this is really causing some issues. I didn't think I did anything wrong here, but now I don't even know and I have like some third party inside. This happened in April. If anyone is curious, I'm 22, she's 28. Mia had a high-risk pregnancy, placenta, previa, and some other issues. She eventually had to get a C-section a week earlier than expected, but the baby was stillborn, which was terrible. I had my MCAT the day after Mia delivered, and she told me before that she wanted me to stay with her. We talked before they took her in, and she was screaming, crying mess. I ended up leaving since I had my exam early morning and I came back to the hospital as soon as I finished. I did hear the awful news that the baby was stillborn before the exam, but I didn't go then. So a few days passed and Mia super pissed at me, saying I ditched her during the worst time of her life. I told her I was really sorry, but I had to do my MCAT. I know she's going through a really difficult time, but she completely went off at me saying I could have just done it another day and I thought some test was more important than her and her baby's life and that I deserved to fail. Mia is still saying I'm selfish and at the least I could have just gone to the exam directly from the hospital and stayed with her the rest of the time. A lot of extended family know now and some are saying that what I did was terrible. My mom agrees with me but is saying to just let Mia be because she went through a trauma. My dear soul. Oh my god. I mean, he kinda is. I was with him on the MCAT thing just because of flashback, you know? Mm-hmm. But he said days later. So that means after he took the MCAT, he didn't go to see his sister? Um, The MCAT was the day after she delivered the stillborn. Yeah, but he said days after, she said that he abandoned her and he said that he had to take the MCAT, but that means he didn't go back. He came back as soon as he finished. Yeah, no, he He came back. Yes, he came to the hospital as soon as he finished, but after a few days. So a few days passed. So he went to the MCAT was um, the day day she delivered delivered the, the stillborn. And he had it the next day. So she wanted him or Obi to stay and then stay at the hospital and then go take the MCAT and then come back. But what he did was go home, prepare for his exam, take mm-hmm. the exam the next day, and then come to the hospital after his exam. Okay, I'm sorry. I yeah. think there's a lot of emotions there, but that's the best he could have done, though. It's Because uh, he it's still had to take sad. the MCAT. I think the part that I it's mm-hmm. I do understand that it's like a really hard time and she's going through a lot and I can't even begin to imagine what she's going through. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure as as his sister, she loves him very much and they're like really close. She'll come back and you know once 
she's able to start like grieving and going through the process be more understanding because i understand that she felt let down Mm -hmm. but i think it's the best he could have done i think one of the most disheartening thing to realize when you're going through trauma in life whether it's a loss of a family member a job anything is the audacity that life has to go on while you're still processing your grief and your pain like nothing stops there's still a lot of and because it's family you know it hurts even more to see but i like i don't know if i'm sure part of part of it may be trying to find a scapegoat for the pain that she's going through but it's just i mean i don't know maybe possibly possibly not but i don't i don't think it was it's something to and i mean i don't think she should let it damage their relationship like that you know because after the exam the first thing they did is go to her you know which that is very telling to me mm-hmm. and the mcat is very difficult to reschedule and you have to pay enormous fees you don't know how they're doing financially and stuff and the sister is not it's not it sucks to say but it's going to take her more than a day to get over it or to process the loss of her child you know mm-hmm. so there's plenty more for like the journey towards healing is just beginning and if the very first day is the only one that they miss i feel like that's amendable with the rest you know i mean it would have been nice to have him there though because the first day is probably yeah. was the worst you know mm-hmm. but oh this is this is heavy i'm sure the, the mom or somebody else was there hopefully but yeah, I don't know. It's definitely going to stay for life, though. So I'm like, oh, remember when you like? Mm-hmm. It's not. But I don't. I don't. Heck, I for the first time, I cannot make a decision on whether. It's or hard. Not this is asshole. the hardest thing ever. You're welcome. I want like, to. I normally <laughs> would want to move on to lighter things, but this is not an easy one either. Oh no! This this is when my father called and informed me about my mother's death. I told him to hang up and call me later because I was just about to go to bed. Oh no. When my father called me in the middle of the night and I told and told me that my my mother has passed away. I told him to hang up and call me later because I was just about to go to bed. I was already stressed by other things in my life. It was about 4 in the morning when I finally felt I could sleep. I had my television on static and was playing Temple Run when my phone rang and it was my father. He wasn't crying, but his voice was dejected and melancholic. He told Mm -hmm. me that my mother had just passed away in the hospital. My first thought was, why are you telling me this right now? My parents lived on the other side of the country. I knew my mother was ill, but they never shared details of her illness with me, even though I insisted multiple multiple times i didn't even know she was hospitalized until my father came informing me of her death when he called i could feel a growing annoyance inside me i wasn't sad or grieving at at least not that i was aware of my response was to the news he brought was i was just about to go to bed and now i'm perturbed if you say anything else right now i'm going to stay up all night hang up the phone and call me back later good night that was an asshole move 
an awful thing to do. But at the moment, all I felt was annoyance. When I woke up the next day and thought about the news, I felt like my heart was being carved straight out of my chest cavity. I gasped once or twice and shed a few tears, but didn't fully cry. I thought about how I responded to my father when he called, and I loathed myself for it. I don't know how I can be such a heartless piece of shit and live with it. All I thought about was myself. I prioritized, I prioritized my sleep over comforting my father and grieving my mother. I'm an asshole. I think there's something wrong with me. I know there is. I hate myself for it. But I also know that no matter how much I hide myself, I'm going to continue living this shitty life with my mm. shitty self. I will do more absurdly selfish things like this and pity myself for them. I will hate myself more and more and somehow continue to live. Huh. I'm and, getting... Mm. Yeah. And there was an edit where he was, you know, saying thank you to people for the replies. And he was giving, like, more details that his mm -hmm. mom was diagnosed with cancer, like, about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And not, like, they didn't tell him until about two years ago is when he found out that the mom had cancer and then seven months ago when he learned the illness was taking like you know was getting harder so he told the parents if you know he asked them multiple times when was the good time for him to arrange to travel to go visit the mother and mm -hmm. they kept telling him oh she's doing fine you know no rush just focus on your career and stuff like that hmm. and he had moved away from his parents like a few years back because the mom had found out that the dad was cheating and he had like multiple mistresses and like even bought his favorite mistress a house and a car for her and her daughter. So it was not good. There was a lot of arguments, like, you know, violence and stuff like that. I mean, the, from the mom, the mom would like be mad and hit him and like even cause injuries and stuff like that. So mm. he literally like ran away from the situation and moved to well, and also he was saying that he's like diagnosed with Asperger's and autism, autism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's hard for him to deal with this, but he's also from like a strict like family where like having autism is look like it's weak. So his parents always told him not to tell people and just mm -hmm. to act normal, you know, cause it's kind of like a disappointment or like a failure. If How amazing so it's just loaded it's just loaded and he said that he went back like months later and he didn't go for the funeral either that's something else that i was like see that's so okay that's the reason why i was like i have mixed feelings about this because i think there are, i think there are a couple of things going on here but after you read the title i was just thinking like how you interpret this title depends on your own relationship with your mother because if you have a good relationship with your mom you'll be like oh my goodness or with your both your parents you'll think that is awful why would you do that but then if you think not everybody is lucky enough to have loving and caring parents so if you've been granted witches and demons for mother and father then you would be like yeah i get it mm -hmm. like somebody could call me and i would be so when i first read it I thought mm -hmm. it was just how he was grieving with it. Like, you know, maybe the news was so shocking that he just didn't know how to react to it and he didn't want to mm -hmm. deal with it and acknowledge that his mom was actually gone. So he just was like, you know, I don't want to talk about this. Let me just go to sleep and wake up. Maybe it was a dream, you know. I'll wake up and everything will be fine. That's that's the hmm. feeling I got when I started mm -hmm. reading it. But Why also, as I kept going and I read the edit too, 
mm-hmm. and he was saying that um well basically the he didn't go for the funeral because the mom wanted to be cremated and her ashes like scattered to the sea and the dad did that and he only went there like months uh... later to help like pack her stuff and stuff but you see the other thing that i i don't know there's a lot of things because they the their relationship has been very complex because he escaped to uh, he left the house because it was becoming way too toxic of an environment for him and when for example like when they when he was told that they had uh they had she had cancer Mm -hmm she he kept asking when's a good time to come when's a good time to come they're like oh yeah just focus on your career and stuff i i some part of me still is thinking well if you really want to go can't you just you go? just go i'm like I, i'm thinking that too i'm like why do you keep why do you have to keep asking them when you can it's like it's your parents you live you used to live this is a home to you your yeah, mom is sick i will be on the next flight you see that's that's what I'm thinking. But I then feel again, like there's more. Like, I feel like coming from my family, like it's a close knit family and the culture and stuff. And here things are different. Like people are more, you know, focused on their more their own lives. And you have to make appointments, like, you know, to see family, to see, you know, parents. And mm-hmm. I wanted to not judge on that sense, but to me, even f- from being here, I have friends that are like really close with their families and they would drop everything and anything to be there the next day. Mm-hmm. So it's just so many things going on. Like it's just so much See, happening. I don't think you, I, I, I don't know. I know that he, he went into details and stuff, but I feel like there is still something missing. I feel like there might be some, and um, there may have been some in resolved issue between him and his mother, because for him also not to go to the funeral or not want to be part of it, because that's true. She's being cremated, but like, again, everybody processes the loss differently, but it, from the way it's coming through, it's like, oh, well, my dad was in charge of that, so I, I didn't go. But yeah, not like, like I want to. Oh, part. they told me I didn't have to. My dad said, exactly. oh, you know, oh, she wanted to be cremated anyways. There's no funeral. You don't need to come. But if she wants to be scattered to the sea, be there for that. That would be the funeral. That's the, the, the one thing she wanted. And that's the one ceremony that will happen in remembrance of her and saying goodbye, you know? Exactly. You know what, though? One thing that he didn't mention is that he is autistic and has Asperger's. Asperger's. And- That's what I was about to mention, too. And he yeah. definitely processes emotions differently. And I don't mm-hmm. know. It's because it's a spectrum, so I don't want to assume. But mm-hmm. certain people, it's hard for them to discern, like, emotions and, like, society, like, you know, like, you know, societal cues, you know, like, emotional mm-hmm. cues social and, like, cues, okay. social cues. Thank you. So mm-hmm. it's it's really hard to just judge him. And this was yeah. on the confession subreddit. So he wanted to get things off his chest. And he knows he did something wrong. And he keeps saying that he knows he's awful for it. And he's going to mm-hmm. keep doing it. And I feel like it's due to his condition, really. So I don't want to judge what, him though? because of that. I don't know that he's awful. I just think he's human. That's another yeah, thing we forget. He's human we don't... and he has the, the the condition and that makes it even harder for him to just right. grasp 
grasp like you know the situations and know how to deal with it properly and i feel like in this situation his parents should have guided him if the mom was sick the dad would call and be like oh you know your mom is sick i think i'm, I'm sure your mom would love if you could come and mm-hmm. see her regardless you know. of what you're saying and stuff again i i don't think it's i think it's not straightforward but i really want to commend him for being able to share that out there and hopefully that helped him feel a little lighter and a little more relieved because i i hope he doesn't walk through life thinking oh i'm a shitty person because of that because it's not i think there there's there's much worse there's to me there's a much worse to do and i don't you can't you don't know how you're going to react like you may think oh my god i'll do this i'll do that i'm going to cry so much and stuff but you really don't know until you're walking that path of grief so i can't (sighs) can't blame him for anything this episode is heavy please give me it is why did you do this like to go go pound town on so i oh I just say okay <laughs> you really did just say pound town you just want to hammer yeah. something in give me an asshole so i can just you know pass this because this is this is too heavy i cannot wait to take this sentence out of context and use it against you someday i might the asshole for waking up um i might the asshole for walking out of the kitchen anytime that my husband or his family try to help if they can't cook. Ooh, damn. I, 32 female, married my husband, 35 male, six years ago. I met him through a competitive soccer league. I played in university and he played semi-professional before he moved to North America. I have made an effort to learn how to cook meals from his country and have several cookbooks. He never complained and has praised me my cooking often. We have cooked meals together for dinner parties and no complaints. I am currently pregnant with our first child and his mom and sister have come over to be here for the birth and help for a while. So the problem is that whenever I'm cooking, all three of them have started coming in and changing stuff around. It doesn't matter if I'm making something from their country or not. They have started coming in and saying stuff like, oh, that heat is too high, low for this meal and they'll change it. or adding ingredients or things like that. When my mother-in-law and sister-in-law cook, they get all offended if I offer any suggestions. My husband says to leave them alone because they know what they're doing, but he won't give me the same courtesy. So I've started walking away from the kitchen as soon as they change anything. I will simply walk out and go on the deck with a sweet tea and enjoy the sunshine until it's time to eat. Now, they're complaining that I'm making them do all the cooking and just sitting there doing nothing. I said that it was their choice to help out with that meal and I appreciate their help. My husband says I'm being petty and vindictive, but I told him he said to let them help, so I am. I am sitting on the deck right now watching them fight because when I walked out, they forgot about the roast and now it's dry as fuck. I'm thinking I might go for a drive and grab a burger while I'm out. Am I the asshole? <laughs> okay, she's not the asshole, but then that begs the question: Does she know how to know cook? how to cook? Hey, you know, I, I I care about food. Okay, like I'm I'm all here with you, girl. Like I'm all here. It's your house. They're coming to help. It's your territory. They should they should not over you know, mm-hmm. like walk over you and stuff like that and make decisions for you. But if they keep 
adding ingredients and seasoning to the food i feel like they're being passive aggressive but i think also they're... they could go better about it they could be that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. i think they're like her not her but the her husband's family so her mother-in-law and sister-in-law because mm-hmm. they don't complain when she cooks right so either they're just like they're actually enjoying it and they just don't want to accept the fact that she can cook or she cannot cook or cook well enough and instead of telling her they just like oh let's just do that for yeah. you you know and just, just throw a little yeah. bit of eh? uh-huh. kind of and they but they get upset the when she gives them suggestions i'm like i don't know yeah nah, i feel yeah. like i definitely can... do think that the 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 husband side or the assholes you know and definitely if she's offended it's best that actually she she took herself out from the situation because it could have been worse she could have just replied to them she exactly. could have just told them exactly what she thought how she felt and how she felt and it would have been even worse so Blood i think it's the best thing to just remove them. herself from the situation and just enjoy mm-hmm. some tea and come back to eat I so regardless of the food being banging or not that's the right show she's not an asshole for it i don't so that yes. i will give it to her I agree with you. I don't think she's the asshole. If you know you cannot, you're not going to be able to communicate in a respectful manner with people, walk away. Walk away, take a breather. And again, look, and the best thing is, I, I mean, it's kind of petty, but the fact that the, the roast, they forgot the roast and it's all dried out. Yeah, dried out. I'm like, sweet. oh, look at that. Little, little surprise. Now give me something oh petty. Oh my god, I couldn't wait to get to this petty revenge to just, you know. I want to says. So back in the day, I worked as a commercial photographer. Most of my clients were great, but a few like to drag payments out or think they could just not pay me because they were a big company and I was just one guy. I had one assignment where I delivered about two dozen images of models with their products. That was a pretty big deal for me. At every step of the way, they expressed their delight with all of the images I delivered. They paid me one third upfront, and after delivering the images, I billed them for the balance. And I waited, and waited, and waited. Nothing. Every time I called, I got some excuse until they just stopped answering my calls. Then it happened. They published the images and in ways that went beyond what the licensing agreement had covered. So not only had they not paid me for the usage we had agreed to, they'd used the image in ways that went well beyond what we'd agreed to. They still weren't answering or returning my calls. Okay, they want to fuck around? They're going to find out. So Hmm. one of the things in my standard licensing agreement is a condition that says licensing is contingent upon payment in full. So by not paying me, all of the usage is considered infringement, not just the usage outside of our agreement terms. One thing I did while setting up my business is establish a good relationship with a lawyer. It helps that my cousin is a lawyer with good friends. So I call my lawyer and detail everything that's gone down. He sends them a letter letting them know we intend to sue for infringement since the images were never licensed and that the penalty is like 150k per image and block the use of the images altogether. I know they got the letter because they called me freaking out, offering excuses. Oh, we're in the process of paying you. It's been three months past the two due date. 
accusing me of poisoning our working relationship if you wanted a good relationship you would have stuck by our original agreement and paid me i mm-hmm. ended the call by telling them they needed to deal with my lawyer they must have Ooh. consulted with their own lawyers who evidently told them they just fucked them <laughs> for themselves <laughs> who evidently told them just how fucked they'd be if they went to court over this in the end i settled for less than what i asked in the initial demand but it was, it was far more than if they just paid me and negotiated for an additional usage and that's the end of the story and i that love those fantastic there's this one comment that says you know as an attorney i love when new clients and existing clients come to me with issues like this you hit the nail on the head they think they will win because of their size one person with legitimate grip can only do damage in situation like this that said the vast majority of people like you know don't follow up to get like lawyers and stuff like that but mm-hmm. he's basically saying that he did a good job and i love it hundred. i agree for each image and it yeah. was doesn't oh i love that i uh, hope he like even retirement like, <laughs> two dozens uh. that would oh be God. amazing you need an assistant or something do you need an Imagine assistant i can it. hold the lights i can hold the lights <laughs> i love that he actually followed through and um and then just take the money they would have given him because what the exactly. hell of course not because you don't know like he's got rent to pay he has other engagements and stuff as uh existing human in this capitalist society so yeah don't and the fact that they used the image before paying the full money and they were not picking up his calls like what the i know they were going to just ghost him oh and now that there's more money all of a sudden oh they were in the process oh what of course Uh, was was fargo horses coming is that why (laughs) there's a delay they have to eat Uh hay and poop of three three months and it was coming all the way jeez even in three months you can cross the united states on back Mm. horseback insane (laughs) ah anyways that's everything i had for you today yeah aside from the depressing and dark beginning mm-hmm. of these um yeah that petty revenge was a really good light-hearted touch to end this yeah. on well thank you guys for listening let us know what you think yeah. and sorry for all the sad stories i don't know why we all picked these stories together and it just Maybe made everything yeah. so gloomy and it's literally like raining and gray here so it's like <laughs> insane it's life uh, it's part of life you know not every day is just all funny and dandy sometimes things gotta be a little dark but it's fair it's fine it's well, not the end of the world thank you for listening let us know your thoughts and opinions in the comments and till next episode bye, bye.